Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It is I'ma Let You Finish with Court and Amy. It's show 159 on the Pantheon Podcast Network. We're coming to you live from New York City, where winter decided to show up. Or she, what we like to call it, fall. Yes, but it feels like winter. because <laughs> yeah, I all, love it. it. I hate it. Well, you know, I hate being cold. I hate I'm that time cold. of the year. Oh, I'm freezing. I'm free. Look, you see me sitting here with a robe on. Normally I have on like a t-shirt. I'm well, sitting and here I'm gr- on, And on I'm grateful lot. for that. Uh, <laughs> you don't like take, it. I can only take so much trauma. You don't, you don't like my off the shoulder looks. <laughs> looks no. in the morning. I'm also Come back on. to coffee mornings. I've already had coffee. Oh, I'm on my third cup. Because normally we'll it's like water. I drink water in the mornings first. But when it's cold, I want something hot in the morning. Yeah. Hot drink hot water. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so how are you? Black. You know. Well, you know, it's not a great time in the world right now. Not that it ever is. So we're mm-hmm. just hopefully this show will amuse and delight. Amuse and delight you. We're like dancing pansies in the woods. I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what that means. I will tell you that the first time I cannot stand all that Hobbit Lord of the Rings crap. I have no use for it. And I will say that I'm very proud that Mm -hmm. when my son and I, when he was little, decided to watch whatever the first one was and like literally 10 minutes in the movie he goes okay so this is just a bunch of like uh dwarfs in a, in the woods right and i went yeah basically let's watch something where right. people shoot each other in the head you're like right let's go see new yeah. jack city is playing exactly really, really let's watch all those movies i wouldn't let you watch when you were a kid let's watch them now Pootie right. Tang. no actually Pootie Tang. i, I took Pootie Tang the is still the genius. greatest movie it is still genius. It's one of the most genius movies so ever genius. made. I and mean. and did am I the only one who assumed that Louis C.K. was black? No. Do, do, do people think that Louis C.K. was black? Yeah, because of the fact that he wrote Pootie Tang and worked with mm. Chris Rock all those years. I thought he was uh, black. Little uh, did I know. Mm. Anyway, speaking of idiots... <sighs> <laughs> Which right. one? There's been so Drake. many. Let's start with Drake. Oh God! All right, so I have <laughs> I have announced time after time. My students even look at me like, you know, how can you, you know, that Drake sells a lot of right. That you're popular does not mean you're good. Okay? Well, I asked a young person recently, why do you? I love guys- how you have these young people. What do you like? You like Peter Pan? And I'm like, like saying they well, surround you. Well, you know, my godson was in town, and okay. he and he and his friends, you know, they, they now go to my barber. So he was right. bringing some friends. They were going to the barber, my old barber. So I, I go down the street, and I met them at the barber shop. And Drake came on, and I was asking one of the young people, "Why do you guys like him so much?" And they're like, "Because we grew up with him." You know, all of the record, but that means something. It's no, like, I'm just it's saying like, that's it's like, like that's it's like why everybody's still obsessed with Britney Spears, right? Because if no, you really well, think about it, excuse me, some yes. But if you say. think about it, it's like why? Because she never was the greatest singer and all these things, but people grew up with her. So right. I no, think that I they feel that. like they feel like they went through gener- a lot of these records, formative years with him, and he's still here making records. So he's kind of like the soundtrack to their lives. 
Understandable. I don't get it. I think every I don't song, get it. I just I don't think get he's it. mediocre. At the production best. is great. He's mediocre right, the production at best. Is great. Production is great. He's mediocre at best. <clears throat> he he doesn't talk about anything. There's no growth. It feels There's like nothing. He made the, well the that one, house music. That wait, let's get to right. the, that house music record showed the most growth, and, and that I was actually, the one where he almost as, took the back seat to his, you know. And I and funnily enough, where I thought I would hate that record, oh me, too. I did it, but then it, it got good. eclipsed because Renaissance came out a week later, oh, right? Yeah. So the, all right, so Drake. Okay, the expression Drake is not Drake seems to be at war with everybody, and the expression shoot in shooting fish in a barrel doesn't even begin to explain what he's doing because what he does is go after first off people who very often don't have a way of getting back at him right and secondly it's not my imagination or anyone's imagination that his targets tend to be no not tend to be are pretty much always women except for other rappers always women and always women of color so he's been going Always. after Rihanna. I'm sorry, Rihanna and him. Well, they dated for like well, let's a just week. Say it. Black week? women, black well, women. Well, Esperanza Spalding, I believe, is is a black um, Latino as well. I think she's both. Mm. But the point is, is that he goes after women. But black women specifically, he's really. They, it's like, what is your fucking problem? What is your problem, sir? And well, we know it is problem. But the disrespect. Let's start with all of the disrespect of this album. It first starts with, I guess, Halle Berry. Like, I've heard two different things. I've heard she did not know he was going to use the image of her being slimed uh, from the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards as his single art. And then I've also heard that they he did ask for permission and she said no and he used it anyway. Either case, she did not expect to see her face as Drake's single and felt like permission was not granted, he did it anyway. Rai Rai. I would, I would defer Riri. When she become Rai Rai? Not Rihanna. Rai Rai, the Baltimore rapper. Oh, that one. Okay. He used her voice for the second time, this time on this album, without permission. She's very upset about it. Right. Pet Shop Boys. Who bothers the Pet Shop Boys? Well, Who I mean, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. They don't pick that's, a fight with anybody. Who no, follows well, the pet shop boys? They pick fights with a lot of people. But the yep. point is, is that <laughs> that's, he doesn't want it because they have the resources, mm -hmm. the clout, the time, and the respect to nail his ass to the wall for copy. They He used part of this uh, West End Girls. Again, didn't credit. I bet if he had asked them, they might have said, yeah, sure. But without no, permission. No, it's not about that. You have to clear all of that shit. Well, that's and, what and I'm saying. And where's Universal? Like, how are you putting out this album without clearing all of these things? Like, I don't even understand I that. I think he moves so fast with his... I'm being very serious. I think yes, he, but you have... And then, I'm telling yeah. you as somebody who has worked on that side, even when you move fast, you're ready to drop. You're waiting for that last clearance before well, you he drop. did he sample or he sang it? That's how you get around it, it right? No, even even with the interpolation, you have to. The, you just can't do it. All you right. know what I mean? There is a well, credit that needs to be given. That there's something like all of that has to be very well documented. And it's just one too many people coming back saying, "I'm hearing my voice. I'm hearing an interpolation in my song. All I'm right, hearing parts of my what? No, hold on, let me finish." And it feels rude that like you just don't seem to give a fuck. It's like, what is that? Well, I can tell you exactly what it is. It's male privilege, first off. Right. Okay. He goes after, okay, so he goes after women. He's gone after Rihanna. Again, they dated for what, four seconds? I mean, mm -hmm. come on. I mean, this is not the great. And she has not only moved on, she is a mother now. So it's a little tacky and rude. She's basically married and a mother. So it looks desperate. He has attacked Esperanza Spaulding. Are you what? kidding me? When for, I the, first for, the high, for, the, for the high crime of winning an award that he when didn't win. When I first I thought heard that, that I thought it was a joke. I, I was like, I was like, okay. I was like, people are making shit up. Like, who goes after Esperanza Spalding? And then I was like, I'm sorry, what? Okay, so <laughs> this is just another indication of his misogyny. 
I don't think he likes women. I'm sorry. He may want to sleep with them, but he doesn't like women. He clearly, in my opinion, has issues with black women. He clearly has this, you know, his little sensitive fuck boy kind of like, look at me, I'm so sensitive because I say a few things that are sensitive every once in a while. It's just ridiculous. And the, and the album's it's foolish. getting it's, trash. It's well, clearly the album's getting trash. Right. The album's getting trash, first off. Um, but he's, and he's going to take a break because his stomach hurts. Whatever. Great. Good. You're making my stomach hurt. It's just I was really like, insulting. And, it, and, and where are the so men many, in the, It's so many levels that it's insulting, right? Where are the men in the industry? Come on. Where are the men in the industry to, to stand up and shut for this women? idiot? Oh, nobody stands up for women. Like, do you see everybody's like, we love women until something happens to a woman and then they well, all take sides. Go. Like, nobody well, stands up go. for women. So and nobody go. really stands up for black women. It's kind of like they're on the island. I mean, that themselves. he's making Joe Budden look good. And I love Joe Budden. It's my weird, I don't know why, but I do love. No, right. it's embarrassing. Why do you love him so much? Can I tell you honestly? Uh-huh. Uh, I haven't dealt with him in years because I did a bio for him. And I, and I interviewed him years ago for Def Jam. And he was incredibly honest talking about his mental illness, his issues with mental illness, incredibly honest talking about addiction. And this is before everybody was talking about that stuff. And he was on time. And I love any artist who shows up on time. Mm -hmm. And I like that he called me Amy Linden, Amy Linden, the one. Mm -hmm. He was a nice guy. I mean, you know, he was, but I, I appreciated his honesty. Mm-hmm. And I and that was that he's problematic. I know that they're all problematic. They're all jerks. Every mm-hmm. single one of them. Mm-hmm. All right. So Drake, it's just tiresome. And another one who is tiresome <laughs> is freaking Doja Cat, who I have never understood her appeal. I'm sorry. She is not. I mean, she makes a couple of cute singles, but is that her or that producer? So my issue with Doja Cat started when her first album came out, and she was working with Dr. Luke, who at the time was credibly accused of sexual harassment and rape by Kesha. And in my opinion, as a woman, sh- there's 9 million producers you can work with. I mean, Yeah, but I believe that. at that point I mean, he had to deal with RCA, and RCA was putting these artists with people and being like, you right, need to Right, but she could have said him. no, and she spoke out sometimes in defense you, of, Sometimes she you feel She spoke out in defense yeah. of him. But I'm just saying, sometimes yeah, when side, you think it, and you think that they can say no, but sometimes when you're signed, you're making these pop records, they're like, you're going in with this person. All right, right but so it was said he defended yeah. him. All right, so that was my first issue. All right, so that's number one. Then it find it turns out that she has been in racist chat rooms. Like, what is wrong so, with this chat? I just feel like okay. I, I don't. Yeah. At first, so I that. thought. At first, I thought okay. Listen, when I first started listening to Doja Cat, she had a song probably in 2013, 2014 called 30, No that Twenty. Long? Yeah, she's been around making the music that she's making right now on this album. The kind of rap the, the, singing, the one yeah. that the, that's the kind of music she was making. The right. two, the pop records were are kind of like the anomaly in the music that she was making. Um, she had a song called No Police, which I thought was great. I love that song. But now How old is this girl? She was making records in two. You know, they you know, they always start young and you know this. Yeah, but I, well, that's young. If she's she's not claiming to be in her twenties, is yeah, she? Yes, I think she is like maybe 29, 30, maybe. I know okay. she's not twenty-two. I know she's not twenty two. Yeah, yeah. All but right. um the thing is, I get it if you're trying to be the weird art school chick, but it's like this idea that you're just gonna play with everything awful and be awful, lose fans. I'm like, here's the thing about being in this music arena. You keep asking for fans to go away. You will be surprised with the quickness how much your wishes can be granted. Well, you know what I'm saying? Fans, if she wants to ask fans, it's the fact that, I'm sorry, she is aligning herself with racism, mm-hmm. misogyny, and now she's walking around with a T-shirt of some alt-right comedian who was fired from Adult Swim, they canceled his show because it was there were complaints about racism and misogyny. This guy, I mean, why doesn't she just wear a Candace Owen t-shirt? Why doesn't she just wear a Ben Shapiro? It's it's bullshit. And, and she, here's the thing. And if you want to be about, conservative, I have no problem with that. No, this but is if, not conservative. But my thing is, but I'm just, hold, I'm trying to, let me finish the well, sentence. Was, I'm trying to finish the sentence. Thank you. If you want to be conservative, 
that is fine. But I never understand if you don't understand that you're a woman of color, if you're wearing shit that's racist, it's like, you're not special, right? Nobody's like, you're, what are you doing? It just seems so uneducated and dumb. It really does. It's like trying to be the provocateur, but it's not even interesting enough for you to be the provocateur. You're just coming off as almost like, like you just are, it's just so nonsensical. And it's hateful. It's yeah, hateful. It re- it's like, what this the is, f- yeah, this I'm is so, I'm just, con- I'm just, con- I'm so confused. You know what I mean? It's like, what are we doing? Well, it's social media. She got a right. hit, and then she. Right. But it's so. And this is not like a guy. It's not like she was wearing a MAGA T-shirt right. or somebody. This is a guy. Like I had to Google who the hell this guy was. All right. right. So he's not like. I mean, maybe in the internet, but he's not like a massive star. You want to be conservative. You want to have conservative politics. Whatever. That's your problem. But this is a guy who preaches full out hate. And why are you wearing this guy's T-shirt? And you know what you want? Because he's talking talk- about you, Miss Thing. You know what well, I she mean? She doesn't. I. This is again right. this level and, and of proper self hate. That part. Yeah. There it is. You. Thank you. I've been trying to figure out what. Boom. There it is. <laughs> yeah. That's like, exactly what it is. And I thank think you. that's. I think <laughs> with my one class I took in psychology, I think that's. <laughs> I think that's what's going on with Drake too. Right. I think there's a level of self hate. That's manifesting itself on, you know, everybody needs out, needs to work out their mommy issues and their daddy issues and their issues out of my, or don't, or make a record that is about that. Don't walk, or have the balls to make a record that is about your conf, your conflict as a woman, as a woman of color, as a man, as a man of color, being Jewish, being biracial, being Canadian, whatever your issue is. Make a record about that and don't make a record where you're trashing women, stealing from Neil and Chris, and wearing the t-shirt of like a neo-Nazi. Doja, you're not that into I mean, you know what I mean? She's not that good to get away with it either. Has, I mean has, has she seen the has she seen the move how the movie ends? Hot, hot, hot star. And what's she gonna start doing? Standards next? Miss Thing, I mean. I just look so. I, <laughs> um, Doja Cat does the American Songbook. You know what I mean? It's like, girl, you're not that interesting. She's good at the Met Gala. She does get the memo on that, but that's not her. Mm-hmm. That's her stylist. I don't know. You I know just find I mean? the whole Listen. thing tiresome. All right. A good thing that's happened in pop culture this week is that the Grammys have decided to like that's to open it up to artists from Africa, an African music Grammy, which. That, you know, because that world music term is so like, what the hell? Right. What, the world. What the does world. It, what does it even the mean? The world. What does it mean? What it's do, like the like, World right, Series. Right, there is. Right. It's not a World Series. It's a series in America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're going to open it up to African artists, which is a good business decision, right? Because mm-hmm. African artists are like really doing great on the charts. And finally, um, U.S. radio is catching up to the memo and playing these records, right? Because right. Yeah. for the rest of the world, you know, they, they've, it's why, you know, a lot of these artists have always gone to Europe and been successful in Europe. Like the U.S. has been that tough nut to crook, but, uh, crack. But I think we talked about this even with the Latin market. We're finally seeing that move over to the American market and people having huge success here doing stadiums and arenas. And I love this for African artists and I love well, that they're I getting think- a... A category for, for well, I think with African artists too, a lot of it has to do with in England, African. I mean, if you look at English television and movies, you will see a lot of actors of African descent. Yeah, um, and I think in England, they are no pun intended more integrated in the sense it's a smaller country, so you will see more that there are certainly African um, Africans who have moved to the United States, but I think. Part of it is that we're so big and it's only concentrated. It's like, so I think part of that and with, yeah, with Latin artists, I mean, Puerto Rican artists are obviously American, but I think it's as the country becomes more bilingual and also just realizes music is music, right? I mean, music is And that there's great untapped potential that we've not, that people have not heard. And now that they're hearing these textures and rhythms, they're loving it. I love this for Africa. Listen, 
I, I, I was invited to see Black Coffee over the weekend, uh, who's a big, huge South African house music DJ and who's been making music for a long time. And he's really having a moment. And he's the first, I want to say, Black DJ and definitely DJ from Africa to headline a sellout Madison Square Garden. And it was amazing. It was really it just felt like a spiritual journey of house music in his his whole career from Africa. And it was just amazing to see. So I love watching the continent really coming to a different light because I've been to, I've been to Africa. I don't know if you've ever been to Africa. Yeah, several but, times. Yeah, but Where'd the, you go? Where the, were I've, you? I've been up north. I've never gone to Southern Africa and I haven't been to the West. So what I, the thing is the Africa that I've seen in person is not what they show you here in America. They make you think of all of Africa as like safaris and well, dirt they, roads. Well, they refer you know? to it as Africa. Like it, right. it's like 64 different countries or something like, <laughs> like that, 50, right? I believe so it's, it's 54, 54. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I was in West Africa and I've been in yeah. West Africa and North Africa. I mean, yeah. a Moroccan has nothing really in common with a Kenyan, has nothing really in common with someone from South Africa. Or Angola, or Burkina uh, yeah. Faso, you know, all you know, different You know who the first African... Um, actor to win a Oscar was? Hold on. Uh, Don't Google it. I'm not going to Google. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm trying to think because I'm thinking of black people. In, in an acting category? Acting. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Charlize Theron. Holy shit. I always forget. <laughs> that's, a good always, that's a good trivia question. And I always forget. She's South African. She's, he's African. She's South African. <laughs> so that's that's a fun fact. Um. All right. All right. Please, how many more movies do we need about Martin None. Luther King? Thank oh, you. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean, but at I, this no. point, are there are there no other black people who have done important things in the world? I mean that, and you know what else? I don't need any other Elvis theme movies. And now we have Priscilla coming. It's like yeah, but at least that's Sofia Coppola directed. But it. still, how many more versions of this story do we need to have? Well, ne we've never had it from her perspective. I will give you that, but. Chris Rock is going to But be there has directing. been like an Elvis and Priscilla, so it was kind of like both. Yeah, but it's not from her perspective. Uh, Don't trust a man's perspective on something mm. if it involves a woman. Anyway, Chris Rock, who I like, I like Top Five. I thought it was really good. I like the movie he directed with Julie Delphi, the rom com. I can't think of the name of it, mm -hmm. but he was really good. <laughs> I don't know if Chris Rock, and I'm not saying he's not a serious person because yeah. he is, or an educated person because he is, or a worldly person, but is Chris Rock the guy to direct, A, a biopic is of Martin Luther King, B, is Steven Spielberg the guy to produce the bio, or executive bio, I guess that, yes. and also Martin Luther, I mean- I, Actually, you know why I think yes to both of those? Because I think- You think Chris Rock should direct a Martin for, Luther King biopic? For some reason. You're, no, because, and that's just it. I think that you're just because he's a comedian, we're thinking no, that it's something can't No, not because he's do. a comedian. I, for some reason, think that he will actually take it seriously. And as a director, I think that he will do a good job with it, especially with Steven Spielberg as an executive producer. At least I know we'll get a film that's going to look a certain way. Well, right? I, I, I don't think and, Chris is not a serious person. My point is, is that... He hasn't shown the depth of directing I would think it would need for such a serious subject. He's a well, good director. Well, here it is. Right? But, he has the, he but, has the chance. But, but how many more? Martin well, that's King. just it. I feel like we we know the story. We know how what the story ends. Do? We know yeah. there's been a lot of versions of this story. But, you know, maybe they're coming at it from a different angle. They're going to tell a different part of the story, right? Where's the Bayard Rustin movie? That was supposed to well, come out years ago, well, right? Well, it's... It's done with, um, it didn't it come out? I believe it came I out. I don't know. I believe I it know. came out with Coleman Domingo. Yes, it did come out. Oh, it did come out? I believe okay. it did come out. I, I, you know, and again, obviously. And he got, Coleman got amazing, amazing reviews. Well, he's a great actor. He I, I, I'm just like, it, it just sort of becomes one of these, you know, like Black History Month and white kids, all they learn is Martin Luther King. You know, right. and it's like, you know, the Republicans have kidnapped Martin Luther King is like they spit out that I have a dream speech as they veto civil rights and voting rights and 
everything right. So, I mean, look, I obviously want him to do a good job because I like Chris Rock and I, um, it's going to be the casting. It's going to be the casting. That's the key. Yeah. Because I have a feeling that Chris can actually pull this off. I do. Yeah. I do think he can pull it off. I just feel like, okay, we know this story. There's so many black stories to be told. You know what I mean? There's so many black stories to be told. But okay, I do think he can pull it off. Like you said, it's another one. I don't think we also need another. We just had a whole Elvis movie, and now we're going into the Priscilla version. Okay, right. great. Well, the only reason, I'm, I mean, I'm probably not going to see it, but it's because it's Sofia Coppola. And Who she does makes- make interesting movies. She yeah, does. she does. Yeah, she, does she does make she it. Makes and it. she makes very woman-centered movies, which mm-hmm. I appreciate. I appreciate movies that look at women. And I'm not this massive Priscilla Presley fan, but I think in a lot of ways, outside of the Scientology, which of course is a nightmare, but I do think that her public image and her the presentation of her has been always seen through a man's eyes. And it's always been seen of like she was this little, you know this little girl and sleeping with her when she was 14. I mean, which is, you know, illegal um <laughs> i mean a tad just a tad a, just a tad. <laughs> a tad even back then but it would yeah. be interesting you know because obviously you know it's i'm not telling you know it would i think that she probably had more of a role in his career than we know i'm a little elvis out too but he is a compelling character um, he is a he is a very American character. He is an American uh, on so many different levels. His his racial and religious background. His you know everything. So I mean, I'll, if it's on the television, I'll watch it. I'm not going to go move there. All I right, think this- it's a theatrical film. But you know what? Let's take a commercial break okay. because we need to take a commercial break because that's what we do, and we will be right back. Yeah. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store or I could make one of my new factor meals. (laughs) Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell ya, I have small ear canals, Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, (laughs) oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. 
Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash Pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash Pantheon. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. And we're back. We're back. Wow, wow. Oh, my God. All right. Explain this Max Romeo thing to me. What's a Max Romeo? You, you, it was your idea to talk about it. <laughs> what did I say it was Max Romeo? Versus. Oh, my God. Universe. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye, Courtney. Reggae legend Max Romeo. You were the one who posted the story. No, I did. Yeah, you but did. I didn't read it. Well, not, neither did I. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, my God. We're horrible people. We are we're horrible not. people. I mean, just sometimes I, when I and have I a chance and I have read, a working thing internet, is, I read I everything. Stuff. That was the one I was like, oh, I need to read what this is about. And then I, I think was, I did too. And, and, and I never. All right, I'll tell you what. We will read it today. That'll be our homework assignment. Right. And we will write 200 <laughs> words on it. And then next week. Hopefully it'll be resolved. But okay, judging from previous experience that we both have with record companies and artists here, I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna take a guess. Tell me if I'm right. Uh, Universal Records is screwing him somehow. There. Right. I okay. kind of feel like it's the same story, like lumped yeah. into with that black sheep situation. How you know they're suing for the untapped royalties because yeah. of those I old contracts. That. I believe. But Max Romeo is a reggae legend. Yes. I mean, he's wonderful. And he says they owe him forty-seven years of royalties. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised at all because I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure when he signed his contract, it was like, "Here, Max, sign this." Or you back know? then, what was there? Records. Forty-seven years ago was records and. Cassettes, Records. maybe eight tracks, right? No, cassettes. Was he an island artist? He must have been an island. Yeah. He was an island. Yeah, I think he was an island artist. We, yeah, island was good. That they were pretty much the only p- person. Because um, Blackwell, he had all yeah, of the yeah, he had oh, all the, the cool old, shit. He really did, man. Oh, Island Records was the best. Mm-hmm. I just I posted Fourth that. And I did re- I did read this part. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, there is going to be an Island Records story. This is part one coming out. You know that's going to be good. That's I mean, Chris Blackwell's good. book is really good too, mm-hmm. um, which I read, um, and I just finished reading that uh, Jan Wenner biography. And I'm so you, you did. Oh, it's freaking great mm-hmm. oh, and he asked this is an authorized biography right <laughs> and he just never looked at it when it was me i mean he just let the guy do what he yeah. wanted to do but right. i will say this all you got to do is read the first half and his statements a few weeks ago would be like yeah duh you're like well of course <laughs> that's what he thought right yeah yeah duh um yeah it's it's a very good book um all right can all right please don't take this the wrong way please don't have a seizure when i say that i, I could really care less about david beckham and posh victoria beckham well, you not know that what? i hate them no but neither I, did neither i really don't give a fuck yeah but i i found that the the four-part docuseries fascinating Okay. Because I do remember the whole Pasha Bex thing over there. Like we didn't really oh, give yeah. a shit here, but I remember it when, they, when it was like, so I found it to be a very interesting character study, right? Okay. Of two people who I felt like were almost like so drawn to each other, like magnets that they lived in this world of, blissful delusion <laughs> through which a lot called, of di- which is called being rich and you know what i mean right? through a lot of different things right and just the 
non-self-awareness of certain things was really big. But I thought that it was good, and I ended up liking him a, a lot. And then you also realize that people just, are, it doesn't matter if they have money or whatever. Like, you and I know this all the time, being around people who are, I guess, quote-unquote, celebrities and artists people are just people and we all have we all have the same shit we all go through the same problems it's just easier for some person when they're paying their mortgage versus others but that is i will say i will say her capsule collection that she did for target was Mm -hmm. fabulous well listen she's i think that she's a great designer her line actually designed that stuff her line i you know listen yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, she has to oversee it and yes. approve it. So I'll give her and that. All I'll give things, her that. You yeah. know what I mean? But her stuff, I couldn't believe that mm-hmm. I was headed down to Target to buy Victoria Beckham stuff. Right. And it was actually, until I outgrew it, wah, wah, uh, it was very cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not that I hate them. Also, I just rediscovered I had Netflix all these months. I didn't realize it. Um <laughs> Because when Only I went it, on, was like, no, when I, I went on, it said like it said you like whoop, 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 whoop. and then the other day, a certain person said to me, "Oh, you know, you have it." And I went, "No." He goes, "I've been paying the bill." And I'm like, "No, I don't." And I'm like, oh, "Look, I have Netflix." So I had no idea, and life went on without yeah. Netflix. Believe me, I'm, I was perfectly happy without Netflix. No, I will say this: you should actually watch it because I like a, a good docu a docu series, and I think yes. Fisher Stevens did a really good job because. Because he had no idea who he really was, right? So Fisher Stevens didn't he, know who he was. He he kind of knew him. The as actor well. Fisher yeah, Stevens. Yes, he oh, okay. he's the director of this. He's you know because he's also a documentarian. Yeah, yeah. He kind of knew the name. The guy did commercial. He did not know a lot. He didn't really know the whole Posh and Beck stuff. So the stuff he was asking and the way he was filming was good. It wasn't like if they got somebody who you would think if they got somebody who was a Brit who knows. The complete history, you know what I mean. I think, I think it would a have been approached a little bit of distance is sometimes good with this. And I think that's why it turned out so well. well. I mean, he is a great athlete. You can't yeah. take that. I mean, he, and he is probably him along with Pele are the mm. ones who probably introduced soccer. I mean, to some. I mean, he is a great athlete, and obviously, he was like really cute and, and the different haircuts and all yeah, of that yeah, stuff. Yeah. No, he and, was a rock star, and I that's kind of how I remember him hearing about him in America because he always the different hair. He'd be changing his hair, and it was a and thing. bend him like and bend it like that. And then he started when he started going out with her because you know. clearly me homosexual spice girls from the first time i saw them i was like i don't know what this is but i love it so you know a spice girl gets starts to have a a football husband i'm like okay well let me pay attention to this but i I think that uh if you were bored one day and you watched it you wouldn't hate it if i bored one day wait do you watch all in 90 days do you watch like the european do you watch the uk you don't watch the uk ones and all that too much work um (laughs) They, I, I haven't watched it this week. I only watch it if I know Candace is going to be okay. watching it too. Why? Because otherwise, it's like drinking alone. I'm very upset with you and Candace. Very upset. Don't. She listens to the show. Very upset. Don't upset. Because her. you guys did not. And this keeps coming up because I have different friends where it keeps coming up. When everybody, when I like Chantal, no one told me how really Chantal and Pedro started out on 90 Day. I did and, tell you. And how horrible I did tell you. the family was I when they you. went down to the Dominican I, Republic I did tell and you. how rude they were. If That's I had they got known, their own show. If oh. I had known that is how it started out and how yeah. rude they were, I never would have fucking liked... I no. could not believe... I could not believe... I just well, saw anyway, that they're, they're done. recently. They're done. It's terrible. Terrible. No, no, no. no, of course, of course. You it's guys terrible. were supposed to keep... educate no, me no, well, Candace, on the I was situation. late to Chantel and what's his face. Uh-huh. I was late to that. Mm-hmm. She had been watching that. Um, she has been watching all the ninety days <laughs> stuff since it started. It's gotten to this point though. When we see the coming attractions uh-huh. for the new seasons, we go, oh, not them again. They do are. Guys, reg- do you guys? They are regurgitating the same. Oh, story is that, is that what's and, happening? Well, a lot of it was because of COVID, because they were limited uh, as to right, who they right, could right, get. Right. And I always get a feeling that they set up, especially during COVID, camps in certain cities. So we had right. a lot of Ukrainians, a lot of, you know, a lot of fat, unattractive white women lusting <laughs> after. No, I mean, they were fat. Un- I'm sorry. I I'm sorry. Um, what was her name? Uh, what was her name? Uh, Lisa. Uh, maybe Lisa with her and Angela. They find because they make for good TV. It's a, oh it's a train wreck. 
You know, it's like me and remember when I was obsessed with Thousand Pound Sisters or oh, the, the Learning Channel? I can't look at shows of people <laughs> with, with some sort of health issues. You but know, Tammy had the surgery. She lost a lot yeah, of I weight. Still don't, I don't want to look at it. And Amy got to have two children. I was very happy I for them. I don't want to look uh, at it. Like, I don't watch the shows about polygamy. Right. I don't watch these crazy <laughs> shows about crazy fundamentalist Christians and their 5,000 children because I did used to watch that 19 and whatever. Uh-huh. And then I saw a documentary about them on Amazon, and mm-hmm. they are, are hateful, religious, cult-leading mm-hmm. Do you so guys watch Love After Lockup? Are you Love okay, After Lockup? Okay, I had to stop with that one. <laughs> I, I did, I did. And then I would forget it's on. Like I said, I can take it to a point, and then it's like, okay, Amy, you know. Like, do you know what I'm mad at? I am mad at the fact that I I, I do hate that. Why is it on the Black Network? Right. Well, I, I have like stopped it. watching all of those Housewives shows. But oh, I, but I did years. because I wanted to see what they were doing with these new ladies in New York. Watch this season in New York, it's and serious, I'm right? and I'm so mad at myself for watching because me and my me and friend Gina, hey Gina, um, we're both at this point we feel like we just have to see the end, but we're mad at ourselves for even started it. Terrible. I couldn't watch, you know, I just got to a point. You the know, Jersey Housewives like, were dancing in front of me at the Black Coffee Show. I was like, Teresa Judice. How do you tell one from Wait, the other? Black Dolores and that I other I haven't one. watched it in years because <laughs> I got to a point where I'm like, why are we glamorizing alcoholic criminals? And, you know, I'm sorry, that's not alleged with Teresa. No, She's that's not alleged. No, that's, no, that's where you can actually, you know, listen, that's people. not alleged. Jen Shaw currently incarcerated, <laughs> not alleged. Not alleged. The other one who just hit a, a car, not alleged. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, just got to a <laughs> No, there's kind like, of a list. The two that yeah. broke into the White House state dinner. Yeah, not alleged. <laughs> not alleged. Don't, whatever. All right, talk, about, talk about the, Yeah, talk about the football team. I don't care. I'll be here checking my- Can I just say this? Y'all yeah, know I love like, my Giants. You know I'll I do. Sitting, we yeah, I'm checking my messages. We are so fucking horrible this season. We're just so horrible. It's so disappointing. Daniel Jones, they the fact that they paid him 160 million is like I have no idea. I just it are. just ugh. I just want to go on record to saying that it's not that I have no idea who these people are because I'm a girl. I've just never been a football person. I watch the Super Bowl because I watch the Super Bowl, but I football, I've never really understood football. I kind of understand it more, but I just find the violence of football really disturbing that we are watching people give themselves CTE. But yes, the Giants have always... Well, no, the Giants won something against the Patriots a bunch of years ago, right? Like yeah, a, a Super Bowl, but that was like a, that a was like the last ago. time they won one, which was like 2012. Um, so when I... No, it was the, even earlier than no, that. No, no, they had to. The 2012 was the last one. It was the oh, last okay. One. Um, that was, a good, that was yeah. a good game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember that. And that, that was, was the... And they beat... The Patriots were undefeated that entire season until the Giants beat them the Super Bowl. And the Giants started out that season losing and then turned it around. Um, our Knicks had their... First preseason game last night against the Celtics, which we did win, one fourteen to one hundred seven. I my all our hopes, my all my hopes are on our Knicks this year, and that someone will hear us begging on this show and invite us to a game. Listen, invite us to the suite. We know how to. Oh, act. I don't want to go to a suite. I'll be fine just with seats. And I, I don't. Okay. I want to. Yeah. Fine. He, I'm trying to. to I love how I'm trying to get us invited to something, and then she's like, "No, no, girl, no, no. I am the begging is, we'll be to compromise. No, no, we'll no, be no, no. I am begging for us to get the good stuff where they come, and we can get like juice and a nice snack, and then go to our seats and watch the game. Don't listen no. to her. Listen to me. We would like to go to the suite that I do know you have. Still, do labels still buy? See, I don't Tickets. know. They, I, see, the labels don't do. A, I don't think they do that same cool shit like that back in the say. day. Because the only time, well, I mean, I sat in a suite once, and the problem is there's glass in front of you, so you can't. Well, really... it all depends on where, because now I'm not like in the in the football stadium. Because when I was just at one, there was there's a slit, but the basketball, the glass is only half, like up to all your right. waist, so you can see over. I but, believe I saw Michael Jordan play when I went to. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, no, I yeah, and but you know, uh, shout out to the New York Liberty who are like kicking butt. They lost the other day, but the New York Liberty women's they're, basketball. They are I feel in so the WNBA. Yeah, they're in the WNBA. Paying attention to them. That's very. 
um, not pro woman of me, but I think it's because it's off season and I forget and I'm programmed to think about basketball uh, from October till. Yes. And we're in their finals. So they lost game one of the finals, but that is okay. We're going to, we're going to. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's become like the star place, right? Like all the celebs are showing up there, which I love. And I love that. I love that for them. You know, I, I just, I'm, I'm happy for them. All right, what are you listening to? Because I uh, tell because mine is probably shorter, so you go first. I've been on a Rick James kick this weekend, listening to <laughs> listening to Rick James. A lot of I Rick, mean, I'm not saying that like I hate no, him. I'm just like that. Rick that James, would have been the last name I thought Rick you were James. Call. And then you know, started going into some of the people he produced and saw. You know, I kind of get on kicks of listening to an artist and then, especially one like him who produced a lot of things. Did you for see different that people. documentary? It was excellent. Yeah, it was excellent. It was really, really good. One of the few documentaries where I actually learned something. It was really, and Robert Palmer. Oh well, you don't even Robert have to Palmer. Tell me Robert. Like, I, and it's so weird. It, that was just really random because I had I was running across. I was just cleaning up my 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 records, and I had forgotten that he did his version of "You Are in My System," and I put that oh, on. Oh, it's and fantastic! And that kind of just sent me down a full Robert Palmer cable. I always tell because I've been a Robert Palmer since the day he started making. Well, not he's made so band, many different a, kind of records too. Well, Each album a, was different, you know. And that's a and and if you read the Chris Blackwell book. Chris Blackwell credits Robert Palmer for turning Chris Blackwell onto African artists. Right. And um, but Robert Palmer, what's amazing, if your idea of Robert Palmer is addicted to love, you're not even scratching the surface yeah, of what true. this man was capable of. Because the the death of Robert Palmer was one of the It's hard to put him into a box because he He's made a great so He's a many great different tiles types of music. You know, his what work I mean? with, with Chris and Tina. Phenomenal. Yeah. Looking for clues. Phenomenal. He's never made a. In my opinion, he's yeah, never he's not made, really a bad made a bad record. record. No. His first album as a solo artist, "Sneaking Sally Through the Alley." He's working with Alan Toussaint. He's working with Lowell George of Little Feet. No, he's just a great, great singer who had great ears. He had great ears, and he listened. Um, is that any more, or is that those two? Oh gosh, you know, I've just been digging through, but I, I, I could ramble on for an hour. Mel, I, I had a little bit of a Melba Moore moment yesterday. I was playing a bunch of her her records, just you know, old school. Because you know, I'm trying to find new things, and it have been new things, like like I tell you, like Cleo Soul and some of these new artists that I'm enjoying, but some of it doesn't always stick long-term, right? And then I kind of start digging through these old records and just listening back to where you could hear all of the live. I don't think it's made for longevity. It's like you just hear all the live instruments that were making these sounds and it just feels and sounds texturally different. Well, I, at the advice of Jim Farber, Mm -hmm. and also I started seeing this person's name mentioned by a lot of people, including former guest Charles Hughes, former Mm -hmm. guest Stacey Easton, former Mm -hmm. um, Jeremy Dutcher, who was Mm -hmm. the uh, first first people artist um, from Canada who identifies as two-spirit. Oh, First Nation. Okay, First Nation, Mm -hmm. thank you. I am going to absolutely mangle the name of their album, so I'm not even going to try to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, Gorgeous. Just a gorgeous record. Um, As Jim said, very much in an Ohani uh, vibe, the, the performer who was previously known as Anthony um, from Anthony and the Johnsons, a little less sort of vibrato and a little mm-hmm. less sort of melodramatic. And that's not a, a negative, just a gorgeous record. And what's really interesting is a lot of Canadian people that I am friendly with and Canadian writers on Facebook, it feels like, and this could be maybe because Canada is so much smaller. It feels like first native, first person, first, first nation. First, First Nation, sorry. That First Nation artists are more integrated into Canadian art. I mean, granted, Canada has done horrible, terrible, horrible, terrible, horrible, terrible things. And if you want to get a sense of what Canada and the United States did to Indigenous people, just watch Reservation Dogs, which is hilarious and and great. But watch that and see the atrocities. But they seem to be... It's something they're hearing, maybe because it's a smaller uh, country. Anyway, it's a gorgeous... I'm going to... 
I don't even want to try to pronounce this. It's his new, it's their newest album. That's all I'll say. I think mm -hmm. they have two albums out before this. It's their newest albums and it's just absolutely beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. So that's what I'm listening to. You know what else I was playing a lot this weekend that I think as black music artists, we don't talk about enough the fifth dimension. Oh, well, I, they got their moment in that summer of soul. That's you know, for sure. The fifth dimension. I was, I, you know, I have a couple of their albums and I was, I was playing them on Saturday and I just feel like in the story of black music, we don't talk about the fifth dimension enough. They were great. And they, they were also like a, a staple on television when we were growing up. Literally a staple on television. And Billy, uh, Billy Davis Jr. and Marilyn McCoose still perform. And I just saw yeah. a clip of her the other day singing and she sounded amazing and she looks phenomenal she looked i was like i don't want to be like you know it it, it matters in the terms of what women look but I like, say but she's I like say, 80, and he looks, 83 and he yeah. looks great too they both look and sound great and she you know sound i was like come on marilyn mccoo still sounding amazing yeah still out there giving statuesque, you know, she had on a and, red But gown. in summer, summer and Soul, I mean, mm. that really, really highlights their importance. And they really did straddle the word, the world between black music and pop culture. And yeah. I mean, help put Laura Nero on the map in a lot of ways too. It's crazy how everybody had a hit with a Laura Nero song except for Laura Nero. Well, She's the only. Like, there's every, so many reasons right, for that. Like what? 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 Because you were like, that's your generation. What? What was the timber around her? Well, I was as a little young. I was a little was young. I was turned on to her actually uh, by older girls that I knew. She was. I think she was too urban. I mm -hmm. think that she wasn't conventionally pretty. I mean, mm -hmm. say what you, I'm not comparing to Joni Mitchell, but Joni Mitchell was conventionally pretty. Right. I think that she became so well, she didn't have a conventionally pretty voice. Mm -hmm. um, and I think she jumped around from genre to genre. But um, I mean, I think that's what it is. And she didn't, and she also died relatively young. So I think right. that's a lot of it. I mean, there is an article, Some I, I read a, something about her where she was on Columbia and they were putting money behind her and then all of a sudden somebody else came along and they just dropped her. Right. And that's it. So I think a lot of it, I think today, I mean, you certainly hear her and Fiona Apple for crying out loud. I mean, right. you, I think today she would have much more uh, Ooh, and you're in Billie Eilish in mm -hmm. some ways too. And though Billie is obviously a lot I younger. I love Fiona Apple. Love, love, love. Are you a Fiona fan? Do you like Fiona? Yeah, of course. Do you like her music? Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, but I just think that Laura Nero didn't fit into categories. And yeah. I think that back then that was even, you know, and, but her songwriting is, is unparalleled. I mean, and if you, one of the greatest records ever made is going to take a miracle with LaBelle. And I love it. Can I ask you a question that I've never asked you? Yes. Who's your favorite singer? Oh, I can't even answer that question. And what genre? Like, do you have All right, a top, I'll tell you. Okay, do you I'll have a top five? I'll tell you. you I'll tell top, you singers. Tell me your top, top, your top five. I'll tell you singers who I think are, are singers that always resonate with me. All right. So Bobby Womack. I'm going to just give the boys. Bobby Womack, Al Green, Mark Anthony. Yusu Endor, and at his peak, Brian Ferry. Those are ones that come to mind. Uh, as far one. as women, I'm trying to think. Uh, Gladys Knight. Mm -hmm. uh, my God, I'm drawing such a blank on women, which is horrible, and I listen to tons of women. But, I mean, I, to me, Mark Anthony can sing the phone book. Yusu Endor is one of the most compelling um, singers I've ever seen. But, you know, I mean, Brian Ferry at his peak, not... Maybe they're mainly interpretive singers, but I there's not a lot of I like singers. You know that's why I wasn't a huge grunge fan because the singing I like that's why I never liked Smashing Pumpkins. I can't stand the sound of his voice. Okay, another question I want to know: Oh who my have you, god, I'm who have you seen the most in concert? Not um, not counting like friends of mine bands. Not counting friends like somebody who you like. I love this. Catch group, up, and I, boys. So you've seen them the most. I've seen them five times. Um, I mean, a lot of punk bands I've seen a million times. I saw The Clash three times. I saw Pet Shop Boys five times. I've seen Chocolate Genius like more times than I can even count. I've seen Yusu and Door probably about five or six times too. Um, 
I don't know. I can't remember shows. I've seen Fiona. No, I've only seen Fiona once. I've seen David Garza three times. I don't remember because I used to go to a lot more shows. But I mean, Pet Shop Boys right off the top. Oh, I've seen Roxy Music. Two times, three times, Roxy Music, Brian Ferry, three or four times. I can't remember. How about you? Uh, it's probably Madonna. Okay. Madonna, 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 then Janet, I would say, because I've seen almost. Oh, I've seen Raphael Sadiq three or yeah. four times, too. I've seen almost every Madonna tour. I didn't see okay. Rebel Heart. But I, I've seen almost every Madonna tour. Um, and I've seen almost every Janet Jackson tour. I've seen Tina Turner several times. Um, I've seen Prince several times. Oh, yeah, I've seen Prince several I've times. Seen, right. I've seen Prince a lot. I don't even know how many times. Because I've seen Prince at midnight shows. I've, I've seen, seen him Prince like at three or four times. Shows. Three seen or four Prince times. I've seen Prince a lot. Um, and then I remember if the ones, the, the things that stand out live performance to me, this... So many nights that I don't remember like you because you see a million shows, right? Then or the we're one, drunk. Right. Then they're the ones I absolutely remember. Um, th- they were really meaningful, like seeing Nina Simone. I only got to see her once. Well, that's and, pretty cool. And I saw her with Fred at MJ, NJ Pack when she okay. came back uh, to perform to America when she had her album, A Single Woman, and we just cried. It, it was, I saw Celia Cruz before. I saw Celia Cruz at Summer Stage. Ooh, that's a good one. No, that was a good one. That's a good one. Um, I was really glad I went, too. I saw Barbara Streisand at the Garden when she came back the very first time after not performing for a million years. And she was like, this is the only tour I'm doing. And then she's done 18 tours after. But right. that was amazing because I had second row tickets and she was right in front of me singing everything. And I just, I couldn't. That was one of those nights where I was just like, I can't believe this is happening because I have loved her forever. My mother hates the sound of her voice. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you, Mrs. Anderson. hates the sound of her voice. My mother's like, I hate Thank the sound you. of her voice. Thank you, Mrs. Anderson. <laughs> I'll be down for Thanksgiving yeah, this year. Yeah, you and her would get along with that. She's like, no, no. And, and me, I was in my full gay fantasy no, with I Barbara can't stand this. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I mean, no disrespect, but I just everything about her annoys the crap out of me. Sorry. So I still wanted to say that I'm excited for um, this upcoming Madonna tour. You know that uh, it's kicking off now. The American dates kick off in December oh, at Barclays, and it's the greatest hit. Listen for me and and, the, and all I my Madonna. Know, I, know. I know you know it's a big deal. Oh, and, and it, you you know it's a big deal to us because it's like she's finally coming with the hits. She's going to be singing the hits. You know what I mean? It's like she's yeah. Okay. I know you don't. It's right up the street from your house. So what if they give? What if your block association gives you tickets? Oh well, they want. Oh, of course I'll go for crying out loud. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. I mean, mm-hmm. if someone, yeah, of course I'm. Because this go is when to... I think. Because I know you saw Madame X, and I feel like. Yeah, no, it was I, good because you saw it close, no. but I was like, she did no. not sing any of the hits in that show. No, you no, need no, a Madonna I, experience I love, where Madonna and Madonna hits. Obviously, I have you know I like listen. You know, I had my issues with Madonna in the beginning, but she has made undeniably great pop records. If she's up the street from me and they're giving me tickets, I'll see pretty much anybody if they're giving me tickets for crying out loud. Right. Of course I'll go, but I would not make one iota of effort. <laughs> <laughs> Only because I don't make one iota of effort to do anything anymore. Right. Except for try to stay up. I have seen Patti Smith. Actually, I've seen Patti Smith. Oh, I've seen her a couple times, too. I've I've seen her three or four times. I saw her at a life beat benefit where she caused a little bit of controversy. I've seen, no, I've seen, like, I mean, I just don't Because she sang rock and roll nigger and baby. Oh, well, that, yeah. I mean, that's. (laughs) And some people didn't, it was just kind of like, oh. She she put that song to rest. But I have seen, um, I have seen a a bunch of, I just don't remember stuff. I mean, I've seen some shows like a million times. I mean, especially back in the. You know, I, like I said, I saw The Clash three times. I saw The Ramones at like mm. three or four times. I've seen The Cramps a bunch of I'm times. I'm glad that I got, I got to see Sylvester before he passed away. I saw Sylvester. Away. So that made me really happy. And I saw him at Gay Pride in San Francisco. And I saw him at the Palladium. And I also got to see Divine before Divine died. Oh, that's cool. And that that's was cool. just kind of like, I just couldn't believe. I was like, it's motherfucking Divine. 
Okay. Um, not to put a cap on this, but I mm-hmm. literally have to get my pipes fixed, and I'm not talking about my internal organ. Uh-huh. I have a leak in my bathroom. <laughs> is it from? Is it the? the, the no I, pipes. No wait. So bathroom. they already. So they already had to come and do the roof. No, no, no. Of, this is an old, old plumbing. I live mm-hmm. in an old building. We all live in old. Buildings. No, listen. I live in an old building. That somebody had to Things come and fix apart. all of the cracks in the walls and no, shit in my yeah, apartment. Going this apart. building has been built. Was built in 1922, honey. So sometimes oh, she needs some here. TLC. Yeah, a little <laughs> TLC. Anyway, so take us out. Take us out. Oh, and next week, everybody, keep your ears peeled. We are going to have another wonderful guest. Another wonderful guest. Yes. Keeping in our mode of people. We like people who can read, write, think, and talk all at the same time. (laughs) At the same time. So, kids, you know what the deal is. You listen to us every week there. It's the Pantheon Podcast Network, the hottest network for music shows in town. You need to go check it out. They have the number one trending rated podcast, the Metallica podcast right now. Yeah. You really should check that out. And you should listen to Basic, which is a story of the beginnings of cable. That's another one that I'm really, really... Um, and what's, and what's uh, our friends? They have another one that I kind of like. Gravy? Oh, what is it? Famous and Gravy. Famous and Gravy. We totally love them. And our oh, friend Charles and, Hughes is on that. And Rock's Back Pages. It's like there's oh, so many, there's so many shows. And What's Hot in the Strip Clubs, which I do kind of like. <laughs> I do kind of like the show What's Hot you in the know, Strip Clubs. You know, as I said, as the only person on this show who has actually worked in strip clubs <laughs> and who was in control of the jukebox, I feel like I need to guest on that because I am the one that was putting flipper sex bomb on the jukebox to torture the dancers. And on that note, you know where to find us. <laughs> Us. You can find us on our Facebook page every day at all. I'm gonna let you finish on IG at I'm gonna let you finish in Y on TikTok at I'm gonna let you finish podcast. Same thing at Threads. I'm gonna let you finish in Y, and we will see you next week. Toodles. Bye, guys.